Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. Honing in on what matters to you and your company and maybe what makes sense for you. I'm a small team. like I have to do things differently than other people. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and today I'm welcoming to the show the CEO and founder of Alexa Lee Jewelry. Alexa Lee, how are you doing today? I'm good. Happy to be here. Uh, I am so happy to be here. So uh let's let's dive right in. Okay. Um what was going on in your life that you decided to tackle building a jewelry brand on the internet? Yeah, that's a good question. Um so actually, the line's been around for like 10 years. So it's like kind of a long story, but I'm going to give you the, the Spark Notes version, which is that I was, uh, it was my first job out of college and didn't love it, to put it mildly. Um, have always been super creative, needed a creative outlet. And it was actually after a conversation with my dad, I had lost one of my favorite necklaces and they didn't make it anymore. And my dad casually was like, why don't you make it? And he said it, you know, like, sure, of course, why wouldn't I make it? That sounds easy enough, um, which sort of set me on this journey of during my lunch break, I would go to the Diamond District in New York, kind of knock on people's doors trying to get this idea made, um, which then turned into a collection of necklaces, which I was really predominantly selling to friends and family which actually made me launch the website. So I was like, I really got to get out of this like friends and family rate that I'm offering. You know, I need to hit a broader audience um, and decided to launch a website. And at that point, um, was looking for another job that would enable me to spend a little more time on the jewelry line. Um, found a position at a company called Necessary Clothing who at the time they were like, yeah, you can work three days a week. So you have two days for your jewelry line, but that quickly turned into more of a full-time job. So Alexa Lee really stayed on the back burner for a while, but I was working at these companies and gaining all of this knowledge in e-commerce. I actually launched Necessary Clothing's e-commerce site, worked there for a few years, and then went to Bandier and launched their site. And they were both small companies where I got to have my hand in a lot of different areas, um, learned so much at both places that then ultimately I, I took with me. I had a, a kid actually and really wanted to have a more flexible work-life schedule um, and thought that really the only way to do that was to be my own boss. So finally, like, you know, fast forward eight years or something like that, finally took the leap of faith to give Alexa Lee my full-time attention and and here we are worked out <laughs> absolutely all right so oh, i got a few questions there um yeah. the first being is how, like what was the you know timeline between this you know your dad planning this idea of, why don't you just go make it 
and like launching a website? Yeah, long, four years, especially because it really was, you know, a part, it was a lunch break thing. You know, I I only had so much time in the day. Um, I think probably you could do that much faster had you really given it your full attention, but I didn't have the luxury of not having an income. So I needed to have this full-time job, you know, nine to five, nine to six, whatever, and was building it on the side. I think that I created the collection and I had a few years of that. And then it was like six months or something to launch the the site. So you had the site kind of as just like the side hustle while you were gaining all these skills from working in e-commerce. Um, so uh, would you say that that is a smart path for other aspiring entrepreneurs to consider is to like cut your teeth learning on another person's dime? I mean, kind of, you know, it worked out really well. Uh, especially if you're at companies that give you a lot of legroom and include you in a lot. Like, you know, I think it, if I were at bigger corporations, I would have a very specific job that you know, I would only learn this like one thing. But because I was at smaller companies that your hands were in a lot of different areas and also really luckily had bosses that gave me a lot of trust um, and a lot of ownership of different areas. So yeah, I ultimately got to learn a lot on their dime. I owe them a lot of... (laughs) I owe them a lot. Oh, well, I mean, you also helped them produce a lot of results on their end. So I, I don't believe, I, I don't think that they, I don't think that anyone got uh, the short end of the stick. I, on that agree. Deal. I agree with that very much. I was like, you know what? I'm making a lot of people other, a lot of money. Maybe I should try making myself some money, you know? <laughs> so how long was it from like, you know, the first collection to diving in quote unquote full time on the brand? That was a lot of years too, actually, because I really became super passionate about e-commerce. Um, I loved working at Necessary Clothing because they included me in so much. I felt um, a great sense of ownership over the company and what we were doing. And I was really... It was like my baby. I felt really passionate about it. I was there for four years. Um, and at Bandier, I was there for two. So it was both companies. I felt... Um, yeah, I was like all in. I really didn't want to actually leave to do my own thing. It felt, I felt like part of, you know, that there, I was part of it. I, I really felt, like I said, a sense of ownership. So I was happy to have Alexa on the side. It really just came from a, a lifestyle that I needed to make the jump. Absolutely. I guess what I'm like flirting with here is just kind of trying to point out to the listeners like it's a long uh, time. <laughs> oh, your overnight success took ten years. <laughs> totally, totally. I mean, right. it really very much so. So you're you're diving all in on the brand. Um, you know what does that entail? How how did you take it from a side hustle to like you know a full time position to try to support yourself and your family? Like, what were the major changes that you made? Yeah. So two things, I think, you know, where your energy goes, grows. So just having more of my time and attention on the company and thinking on ways to grow the business went a really long way. But at the same time, I pivoted from a fine jewelry line to this other uh, collection that's, I don't like to call it costume because it actually doesn't it's gold filled, so it doesn't tarnish. You can wear it in the water. You, it's just a different price point, a little more accessible, a little more mass market. So, and I switched because 
basically the same thing, my lifestyle, my, my son would be pulling on all these like delicate chains and really nice fine jewelry. And I, that didn't work for my way of life anymore. So I came up with this ball collection that was stretchy. You could wear it all day, every day, um, bath time, but you know, it didn't matter. It kind of, I could put it on in the morning and keep it on for dinner at night. And also it withstood my day with my son. So I think that a combination of my redirection and attention plus this new collection that, like I said, was a little more mass market, a little bit more um, accessible to people. And those two things at the same time really helped it take off that. And social media was like a game changer, you know? Um, you were able to have a company and a brand and sort of advertise for free. I mean, very much for free. Um, so it was a, it was a perfect storm, I would say, you know, all of those things happening at the same time. Absolutely. I think that, um, a lot of our listeners would be curious as to how did you, you know, knowing that you'd been around for kind of 10 years, but when you, when you kind of focused in on the business, I think that one of the major levers that people are going to be pulling as they're trying to scale a business is like, how did you get more customers? You know what I mean? So what was the playbook or the plan? Um, I'm going to guess it has something to do with social media. Yeah, it does. Um, doesn't, don't they all these days? Doesn't everyone? I don't know. It's, you yeah. know, if you can't beat them, join them. I think two things. I was really lucky actually to have some friends, both like small business or, and larger influencers that had an audience that, um, promoted my brand and was very fortunate in that person on that sense. I actually also hit it before bloggers and influencers were getting paid to promote things. So I would just kind of DM some of these bigger bloggers at the time cold and ask them if I could send them some of my pieces and they accepted um, you didn't have to have that big marketing budget at the time. You could just sort of gift items and they were happy to promote them. So in that way, I started gaining a more of a following and then just tried to retain that by being con- continuing to, I don't know, do, do me, do me, I guess, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be authentic, be, be personal. I th- sort of straddle this line between being a brand and showing a little bit of my personal life. So it feels, um, yeah, I feel like people feel like they get to know the brand a little bit better. It feels a little bit more personal. It doesn't feel so removed. Absolutely. I think that um, for any kind of like SMB small business brand these days that you really truly need a face of the business, like a person that a customer can connect with, and you know it just something that i've read a million times in all sorts of different business books is like people want to do business with people so like as much as you can personify your brand it's going to pay dividends in the long run for you yeah i totally agree i mean even some of my brands that i was already loyal to being getting to know them differently on instagram or whatever social media outlet they're putting out there um for the most part, has just made me like them more. I actually recently listened to a podcast that Nilly Lowton did, and I already really liked the brand. And then hearing her do that, I was like, oh my god! Now I'm really obsessed. I loved everything that she said, and it was cool to get to know to get to know the brand in a different way. You know, um, I think, like you said, it 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 pays. 
If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the expansion pack for your Shopify store to level up your brand. By turning all your apps into your business epicenter, Mesa can help lighten your workload and tame the day-to-day chaos of running your store. Join successful brands like Mudwater, Chubbies, and Golden to learn how to use clever workflows to get more done without more overhead. Whether you need to order details in Google Sheets, products added on Etsy, or customer information updated in your CRM, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Browse pre-made templates for Shopify's most popular apps to get your first automation up and running in minutes. Search Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Is your store holiday ready? Now is the time to make sure you and your team are prepared for the busy season ahead. Gorgeous, an omni-channel help desk built for e-commerce has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. Merchants can close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. Eric Bandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools such as Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest. Mention this podcast when you sign up to get two months free. That's g-o-r-g-i-a-s dot g-r-s-m dot i-o slash h-o-n-e-s-t. Today's show is sponsored by the B-Profit app for e-commerce sellers. If you're looking to get a crystal clear picture of your online store's profitability, the best way to do that is with the B-Profit Profit Tracker. Your online business probably has a ton of different expenses that often shift and change. What if you could keep accurate track of things like ad spend and production costs and get an accurate profit margin calculation without the headache of spreadsheets or half-baked apps? That's where B-Profit comes in. B-Profit lets you analyze all of your store's data quickly and accurately to stay on track and optimize your profits. I know a lot of our listeners out there probably keep track of their profits and expenses with a spreadsheet. That will work for a while, but as your store starts to scale up, that simply isn't a viable method of accurately measuring profitability anymore. B-Profit can change all of that for you. Available on Shopify and all the other top e-commerce platforms, the app offers advanced analytic tools to turn mountains of data into intuitive charts and graphs in the blink of an eye. Customize your dashboard, discover valuable insights, and zoom in on the metrics that matter most to you. Take it a step further and gain full control over your data by creating and exporting custom reports. You can even find out which are your most valuable products, top performing ads, best customer cohorts, and so much more with the B Profit Profit Tracker. Visit bprofit.co today to start your seven day trial. Don't forget to use code HONEST15, that's H O N E S T 15, to get an exclusive 15% off any plan you choose for the lifetime of your plan. 
That's bprofit.co, discount code H-O-N-E-S-T-1-5. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Let's fast forward a bit to kind of recent times. Um, you know, a lot has changed, especially with the algorithm and how, uh, you know, now influencer marketing is its whole category of the media budget. Um, so how are things going these days? I mean, you don't have to give me the playbook, but whatever you can kind of share on, you know, how... Uh, how you guys are still trying to kind of stay top of mind for your customers, acquire new customers. Yeah, super, super tricky. Um, and definitely something that I'm thinking about or talking about on a daily basis, especially with the algorithm changing, like you said. Um, for the most part, I just try to make sure that I'm still... I kind of like keep blinders on. I don't want to so much look at what other people are doing um, and have it influence my decision. So I try to stay true to our brand, to us, what we're doing well, and put out uh, content that feels really authentic to us and feels true and normal and accessible. Uh, One of the other things that we've done that worked sort of, again, unintentionally, it was just uh, felt authentic to us. I don't think you can get away with it now. And so I'm going to say it. But it was a hashtag that I started, which was show me your balls, um, which I thought was like very funny and wasn't sure if it was going to hit with anybody else. Like sometimes you forget that people are really following, you know, and it's not just your five friends. Um, and actually that user, that UGC went viral and a lot of people were really excited to show me their walls. And so I didn't so much need that big influencer marketing as much as these small, you know, one-offs that, you know, everyone has 200, 500, a thousand followers. And if they posted it and hashtagged it, I would share it. And it ended up, I think, helping spread the word pretty fast. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, You know, you can never plan to go viral uh, yeah. but when it does it's 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 amazing yeah. uh, i always have i always like to follow up to kind of those virality moments with like did you have like the inventory to support this major unexpected influx of, of business oh my gosh you know what inventory i think is always a challenge no matter what influx or not um my sister and i so i my sister was one of my first hires and we laughed because like one of the first things we did was our Black Friday sale. We had everything with no inventory behind it. We just let everything like, oh, as many as we could sell, we could sell. We didn't realize like what that day was going to look like. Um, and that was a mistake. I will tell people out there, if you're listening, don't do that. Put inventory in stock. Um, we way oversold and then scrambled to the point where I was like, I think I'm gonna have to turn off the website. I think I'm gonna have to say like, 
be back in a month because we were just scrambling to keep up. No, I don't, I don't know that you can, uh, that you can plan for those things. Um, we're lucky that we were able to pivot and get creative and nobody waited too long for their, for their orders. Cause I think customer service is super important, but I think we maybe sent a few emails out like here's 15% off. You were sorry <laughs> for the delay coming soon. You know, you, you do the best you can. Absolutely. I, I think that, uh, you know, in those moments, it's like that's you're either going to win a customer for life or, or lose them very quickly, just depending on how you choose to handle the situation. Totally. Totally. Now, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that you think might resonate with our audience? No, I think that's a really good question. I don't know. Generally speaking, just for anybody listening, I would say to just go with your gut. I always feel like that has never led me astray. Sometimes if you're looking around and trying to just replicate what someone else is doing or do what everyone else is doing, it doesn't necessarily make sense for your business. So an example of that would be up two years ago, Black Friday, um, it was, we were leading up to Black Friday and we were not that organized. I mean, we tried to be organized, but we were planning like a month out, not like six months out. And I was a little frustrated with the fact that we were going to be working on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And I was like, what's the point? I mean, isn't the point of owning your own company so that you don't have to do this kind of stuff? You know, I wanted to be present with my kids. I wanted to be, yeah, I just wanted to enjoy the holiday weekend. So I, decided to suggest to the team that we do it early and we didn't have to compete with these like big advertising dollars out there, you know, doing ads on the same day as everyone else or appearing in your inbox at the same day as everyone else. And we did it, I think a month early, not just like a few days early. We did like, we came up with our own holiday and that made sense for us. And it ended up working out really well for us. Had I just been caught up in like industry standard and what everyone else is doing, would we have had a successful of a day? I don't know. I mean, we would have been in your inbox with a million other people, maybe. So I think kind of like honing in on what matters to you and your company and maybe what makes sense for you. I'm a small team. Like I have to do things differently than other people. It's super important and not to get cut up in like what you just think, like I said, is industry standard and what everyone else is doing should be what I'm doing. Uh, I couldn't agree anymore. And I'm glad that you kind of rebrought that up because I wanted to mention something on it and I lost track of the thought. And it was kind of the idea of like, if your competition is like steering your general direction, like you're making such terribly informed decisions because you have no idea like how that business works, totally. you know, their margins, their totally. you know investment levels, their ultimate goals at the end of the day. Um, and you know, and that comes down to like decisions you make around marketing, around pricing, around bundling, like just because your competition do, does it doesn't mean it's like a good idea for you to just clone it without like researching whether or not it works for your business. Um, I see that as like something that a lot of young businesses fail at is like, you know, we have to outspend our competition and, but they don't know at the end of the day that the competition is playing the long game because they're backed by some conglomerate and they can pay millions of dollars to acquire customers where if you had that same budget, you'd be out of business. Totally. I couldn't agree more. I think it's really easy to get caught up in. You know, somebody will float to me, oh, this jewelry line did, you know, 10 million this year. I'm making up a number. 
well, I don't know. Did they spend nine million in marketing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more detail and backstory that. And like you said, their long game may be different than mine. Um, I find it pretty important to. It's good to know what's going on around you, but not for it necessarily to influence your direction or for you to be doing the same thing, carbon copying what someone else is doing. Because I think that uh, instead of influencing what you're doing, inspiring something that you could be doing, like those are two different ways to approach the situation. Um, But yeah, I think that every every company out there puts on the best front ever uh, because you know they can't tell the truth to their well they have to tell the truth to their investors because that's <laughs> that's fraud but uh you know they have to, to put on a good face for their customers as well and the general public for PR and all that stuff so you're not going to really ever know the true story of what your competition's doing so just like always kind of keep in that in mind and t- take it with a grain of salt whatever the heck they're up to that may or may not be a good idea for your business yeah i couldn't agree more awesome alexa if uh if someone's like curious about the products and they want to go check them out where should they go um, come to alexalee.com and that's L-E-I-G-H. Um, come here for first, I would say, but we're also sold in boutiques like across the country and some other websites. Um, we often offer exclusives to our wholesalers. So definitely worth coming to see what we got, coming to see what everyone else has that has our line as well, because we try and keep it interesting for everyone. So absolutely. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm not sure if anybody really, you know, wants my advice, but if they if they, you know, hopefully somebody got something out of this. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.